You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad to have you. If you were able to be in worship with us yesterday, thanks a ton for being there. It was good to worship the Lord together. I've been reflecting on the sermon from yesterday. I preached about Peter and Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. And if you haven't heard the sermon, you could go back and listen to it on the Carterville podcast that carries our sermons, or you could go to watch it on Facebook or YouTube if you'd like. But essentially, the sermon reflected on a passage of scripture where God taught Peter that God does not show favoritism against people groups, that God considers, can clean anyone who is a God-fearing person and wants to be saved by Jesus Christ. So this guy, Cornelius, he was a Roman soldier, he was a Gentile, and God sent Peter to share the gospel with him. And in long story short, in the sermon, we demonstrated that it was really hard for Peter to make that mental adjustment because all his life he'd sort of been trained and he trained himself that Gentiles like Cornelius were outsiders and were distant from God and were not to be associated with. Well, anyway, so the sermon uh, sort of helped highlight that in God's kingdom, if we're going to live according to the rule of Jesus, God wants to be worshipped by every nation, tribe, and tongue. And as a result, some of the things that we uh, have inherited or created inside ourselves, some of the normal human manifestations of prejudice or favoritism, some of those things have absolutely got to go. And so our, our racism's got to go, our classism's got to go. Um, almost anything that we would overemphasize so that we block off a group of people has got to go. And I was really just thinking about how hard this is. To be honest with you, um, I left church yesterday and you know, just as I was thinking as a shepherd for our congregation about if we're honest with ourselves, it is really difficult for us to turn our back on these um, on these biases that become part of our worldview that have been part of our lives for so long. And so I know how hard that's going to be. Like in you know socially in the context of a family or a society, it can be difficult. Listen, in your own heart and mind, it can be difficult. And so while I was wrestling with the weight of what our church is being asked to do, I just wanted to share some encouraging scriptures. I think from Matthew chapter 6. So Jesus has been preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and he's been teaching people that his followers, to be honest with you, are radically different than normal citizens of the world culture. You know, his followers, you know, they are peacemakers. Uh, they hunger and thirst for righteousness. They're blessed when they weep or mourn. They're, they're meek. They may even be persecuted. They're pure in heart. So Jesus' followers in all of these ways are really, really different than the rest of the culture. As you keep moving, even into the concepts of murder and anger and hate and lust, you know, Jesus is asking for such a high standard that we realize that kingdom citizens, like we have to, we have to look like Jesus in some ways that are going to seem crazy to the cultures that we live in or grew up in. And so we shouldn't really be that surprised when following Jesus challenges the worldview that we've inherited or created for ourselves. 
even on super hard things like overcoming favoritism and bias and prejudice. So I just want to read this verse from Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus teaches us, I think, something that will be helpful for us for the next few months as we practice this grace. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus has been talking about worry and anxiety, and he gives us this instruction. He says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. And then he tells the church, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all the other things will be added. Well, the passage is really talking about provision, about not worrying that God can provide for you. And I want to apply that loosely to the fact that God can provide us through the power of his Holy Spirit exactly what we need to be kingdom citizens while we are in uncomfortable conflict with the worldview that we've created. So if you're a person who wants badly to reflect the heart of Jesus, but when you look in the mirror, you recognize you know, sins of racism or classism or just that you've shown such you know, favoritism that there's entire groups or nations or people that you have sort of written off in your life and you want to fix that and you know it's going to be difficult for you, then what I want to encourage you is that as kingdom people, we seek first the kingdom of heaven and God's righteousness. So while you're trying to learn to have the heart of God, I just want to encourage you that as we come into conflict with the constructs of our own worldview, that we seek first the kingdom of God. And so instead of seeking first our political opinions, that we would seek first the kingdom of God. Instead of seeking first our um, racial ideas, that we would seek first the kingdom of heaven. That in all these challenges that are going to come up in the next few months, while we're moving closer and closer towards an election, while we're moving through the scripture, and while we're trying to follow the Holy Spirit in obedience, that when we come into conflict with our own preferences or struggles, that we would seek first the kingdom of heaven. And I just think, how powerful would it be if the kingdom always won out in our heart? Like, how powerful would it be if every time we came to one of those moments where we were faced with some really difficult decision, we said yes to the kingdom of God and to the heartbeat of God? I just think that would be very powerful. So, for me, as I recognize the magnitude of what Peter experienced when he was sent to Cornelius and he had to step over the threshold into that Gentile's house, and then before he left, he had to welcome Roman soldiers as full-on brothers in Jesus, inheritors of the kingdom with him. That was a difficult day for him, I'm sure, but a blessed day. And I just want to ask you, as you are faithful today, let's lean into that kind of thinking. Let's seek first the kingdom of heaven. Let's put all of our cultural preferences and our physical wants and desires and needs, and let's put all of those in the back seat, and let's seek first the kingdom of heaven so that you and I, so that we can live the rest of our lives as kingdom citizens, looking like God, belonging to his kingdom, reflecting his heartbeat. Church family, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. And I just want to encourage you, with the years that we have left, let's be faithful to seek first the kingdom of heaven. Thanks for listening.